Evening, boys. Chance. Boys. I think the viewers today are um, listening in because they're, they're starved of some motorsport over the weekend. Definitely. So we didn't have too much. Jimmy, you got on the IndyCar. Yeah, I got I, on the IndyCar I train. A, I watched a little bit of NASCAR. Obviously, a bit happening with with some F1 news, MotoGP news. It was motocross through the week as well. I think the big thing was over the weekend was Ben Gisbergen's comments with V8s. Yep. Um, that was uh, interesting listening to him on um, on the podcast. What was the podcast? Uh, Dirty Mo Media. Yeah, so Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast. Yeah. Which nice. re- it does a really good job and we see a lot of his stuff on... Is that kind of new or has he yeah. been around for a while? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. But legend in the motors. His dad was an absolute legend in, yeah. the, in, the, in NASCAR before he got killed. And that's um, really good for Gizzy to get on that as well. Mm. It was pretty cool. He's obviously got a lot of respect over there. Crazy yeah. how his dad died as well. He was, They were both racing. They were coming second and third. What? Yeah. What do you mean? So, Taylor Hennard Jr. was coming second and yeah. his dad was behind him third and he crashed and died. Yeah. Oh, and Dale no had, way. Yeah. And Dale, the junior, I think, finished finished second um, by like a margin marginal amount. It's a really interesting... We'll clip the last lap in. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if you want to see it or is not. Is that but. from when... Is that how the harnesses start? Was he, that because of him? You he, know, that yeah. neck, neck harness? They were, they were an option back then. He refused to use them. Oh, fuck. So I think it was 2001. Oh, my God. That's imagine so being cool. a, I've never heard of that Imagine story. looking in your rear vision mirror and your dad's crashed. Yeah. And a, 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 what I really want you to do is go on his podcast. He actually interviewed... The gentleman who was who found him first, he was another racer. So he was in the so Dale Hernandez Senior was in the middle. He got knocked from the. He was sorry. He was on the left. He got knocked from the middle mm. into the guy on the right, and then into the wall straight ahead, about two hundred forty four k's an hour, and broke his neck. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the whiplash yeah. motion or something like that. It so it sort of, of like got it, went up the banking and just went straight in, and then. Yeah, it was just crazy scenes because they got out of the car and they, and everyone there's big accidents, but normally there's you know that sort of accident there wasn't any rolls, there wasn't any, any to the cage and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So they just assumed he was okay. It was interesting listening to the commentary because Waltrop, who's a famous commentator's mm. son, won the race, oh. and he was getting up and about. Yes, oh. how good's that? Go Mickey, because Michael, his name was yeah Michael Waltrop. So. It was just interesting and he was all up and about. He's like, geez, I hope I hope Dale's he Dale will be okay, won't he? And yeah, the rest is history. So Yeah. Was he the last person to pass away in NASCAR? Like has there been any probably that's a great point. Yeah. Because I know IndyCar Dan Weldon died in twenty That's right. Uh twenty fifteen, same year as Jules Bianchi in F one. Yeah, geez. Pretty horror horror or a year. And I think that was close to Simoncelli as well. Simoncelli was 2011 death? Yeah, 11. Yeah, no. Jules yeah. and Yankee, was, they were 15, I think 14, 15. So a little bit after that, actually. But fuck. I feel like we went a long time without any deaths. And then... Like, yeah, then there was a couple in yeah. 2020. I think there was a Moto3 rider yeah. that passed in Depasquia. Mm. And then... Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the F2 driver we touched on couple of potties ago yeah yeah so the issue has been a bit average too so we've got a little bit of a a beef with uh <laughs> no <laughs> <we don't>. <laughs> <laughs> which we i think i think what we've done is it's brought the issue to light and you know what you've you you, you, you google supercars now and it's you bagging and, them on <laughs> youtube <laughs> it's and it's all over the, the news and, yeah, it is 
and even looking at i was looking at websites today and it was like the demise of air supercars so what i wanted to do tonight was to go through the last 10 years and where we got to this point so a bit of a timeline for you so i love it settle in for a few minutes guys so 2013 we were straight out of high school 2013 big year we i probably still watch v8s most weekends when it was on yeah yeah um, yeah 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 so they went to a newer generation V8s, cheaper running costs. And that's when Triple Eight Racing uh, were just, you know, winning every weekend. So Win Cup and um, Craig Lowndes. And that would have been the VF Commodore. I'm assuming uh, 2012, 2013. Uh, was that, it wouldn't have been... The, yeah, I, I think I, it is. I think it must have been just the start of the VF. I think, yep, yeah, I think you're right. So new generations in the VF Commodore, you're right. Yep. Um, 2014... Volvo entered the championship with Scott McLaughlin, famously. Win Cup kept his winning ways. And 2014, they had that famous race at Bathurst when Mostert passed Win Cup on the last lap to win when he ran out of fuel. Yeah. Remember those days, though? They were prime V8 days. Look, thinking about back at that time, even though Win Cup was winning most weekends, it dominated that season. Um, It was interesting to to just look back at that because... I think in my head, yes, Triple Eight Racing's been dominating the last few years, then Penske before that, but there was still some dominating races back then and it still was enjoyable to watch. So that might not be the problem. 2015, AMG and Nissan came into the championship. Mark Winterbottom won the championship from left field. Um, Ford reduced its commitment money to the series. So that was when it started shifting. That's when you know something's wrong. Correct. And I do remember people being up in arms for a bit um, that it wasn't Ford versus Holden anymore. Yeah. You ha- all yeah. But then it was interesting because in the comments when we made our video, a lot of people were saying how they thought it revived it as well, having those other manufacturers. So I guess it's still... Interesting because for me, that wasn't a big... Like I was... I'm rather it just Ford versus Holden. Well, I thought that as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, so I'd rather just be Ford versus Holden. It was interesting seeing those comments. Going into 2016, Gizzy won his first championship. Um, so Van Gisbergen era. Um Ford that year provided no financial or technical assistance to the teams at all. Nothing. Yeah. So there was no Ford on the car, no nothing. 2017, Wing Cup came back, won the championship. Team Penske, was that, that was their first year. Yeah, right. This was, from my point of view, when the big dogs came in. Big money. Penske, okay. yeah. big. Start dropping some big yeah. dollars. And I'm looking back at that moment thinking it might have not been the best thing because... They've had this injection money of this team, and obviously Penske, which I'll go on in a second, started dominating after that. It wasn't that, you know, backyard team winning anymore. It was big money was winning. Yeah. And, and I think that might have just changed the recipe, call it, yeah. the V8s, where it did change things. Well, funny you say that. Um, watching Bathurst, and I'm going to butcher this, but when they obviously go into the pits to change tires and they'll change calipers, yes. yeah, 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 they have that um, team Penske and the big teams will have it's basically just clip on, clip, clip off. on, yep. yeah, exactly right. It's just one motion yep. where the smaller teams, I know they got to like get those things out and they got to, I don't know what they and do, how annoying, separate how it, whatever annoying it is. is that, and it's like an extra, yeah, 15 20 yeah. seconds to your pit, and we and that's massive, massive, oh, man, it's massive. And, and, and think about it, they probably change, I think they only change their brakes probably twice. In the race, but 30 seconds is a big time margin. Yeah. So, so Penske nearly won the championship there. It came down to the last race and um, and Wing Cup won. So 2018, Gen 2 supercars. So the new Commodore came in. And that's the Commodore that's not 
the so, Australian built one, yeah? No, that's the overseas one. Again, I reckon that's where that lost me. Yeah. To be honest, is when the yeah that was the overseas. Combo. Ford still use Falcons, even though they don't make Falcon anymore. Like they didn't make Falcons mm. back then; you couldn't buy one. Penske dominated. Scott McLaughlin, and this goes from 2018, 2019, 2020, dominated the championship. Big, big money everyone. came in. Yeah. yeah. 2019's when the Mustang came along. Um, Penske continued on their winning rows I just touched on. And then 2020, COVID. I think another big turning point. Yeah. I think a turning point in a lot of world sport. Um, Scott, 2021, Scott McLaughlin left. Gizzy started winning again. And then Red Bulls just started dominating. And they did for a couple of years. So we start looking at 2022. I think an absolute dead year. They were still running a Commodore. The Commodore, they can't afford the Commodore. Wasn't even sold. You couldn't even buy it. And they were running it. Was there even Holden dealerships at that point? There was no Holden dealerships. (laughs) You couldn't even buy a Holden. So you're watching, you're like, what am I watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2013 was supposed to be the year. They've come back. They've got Mustangs, which you can go buy. They've got Camaros, which you can go buy. 150 grand though. Well, Mustangs, 60. So, but the Camaro is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, 100%. And the Holden fan, that's the big fan. There's bigger Holden fan. The Holden's got a far superior fan base in my opinion um gizzy came out and said they're just going round and round yeah the tire pressures are set there's no one can really have a surprise result because they're all putting the same tire pressures they've got the same cars they're just they're just doing laps he came out and said that on the podcast yeah um he also said and he touched on politics and behind the scenes is not good at the moment in the supercars so i hate to say it it's boring yeah, it is. It's boring. And we would love to get it back to that winning ways. I mean, how amazing is Bathurst? How mm. amazing is um, racing around Adelaide? Yeah. The sound of the cars, uh, the the fans. The fans are the most important thing. Yeah, that's it. So the turning point for me, and I wrote this down, the turning point for me was probably the COVID and how that changed things and the domination of Penske. I stopped watching it when they started winning because I didn't want the big team... And I understand that Red Bull's a big team, but I didn't want that big team from America coming to win our championship. Yeah, that's right. Um, the thing with domination and teams, though, is it happens in all sports. Yep. We're seeing it in MotoGP with Ducati. We're seeing it with Red Bull, with Formula One. We've seen it with Mercedes and F1. That's not what kills it. Yeah. It's, I guess, the type of racing that it is yep. and how it then lays out to the fans. Yeah. Um, and then if there's that clear gap between one of those bigger teams, it's not the greatest... But then you lose, I think, fans, especially in Australia, mm. that if they can't go out and buy a Commodore yep. or whatever it is, then you're going to lose them there. And then Holden fans are Holden fans, not yeah. Chevrolet fans right. or Camaro fans. So it's mm. a different again. Different. You know, and people like the Ford Falcons. Yeah. Like, I think the Ford Mustangs, yeah, they're cool, but, you know, there's no 18 year old kids in fucking Gippsland drifting around and Mustangs, yeah, are they? No, that's right. They like their BA Falcons, mate. That's it. <laughs> hey, you Falcons. Yeah. We went to the F1s this year. They ran the, the V8s. <coughs> yeah, the V8s were on, of course. Yeah. Um, and they were, they're fun to watch. They are. They're really enjoyable. Like the sound the, and they how so big and how they whip them around the track on the chicanes and everything. Awesome. But they just got to capture the Australian public again. How, how do they do that though? Do you have any idea, any theories? Back to Channel 10. Free-to-air is a massive one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Back to Channel 10. 
um, I think that's going to be a, a, a massive thing. The more people talking about it, the more people are going to watch it. So same thing happened with F1. Everyone started watching the thing. Everyone then went to work. Everyone started talking about F1. Yeah. And then everyone goes, oh, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. yeah. It all, it, it like... It's a domino you, effect. Your mate goes, oh, did you watch the V8s on the weekend? No one says that. No. Anymore. So then I go, oh, no, I didn't. But Jesus, he goes, oh, man, the championship. You should see yeah. it. It's fucking awesome. And look, this year it is pretty close. But yeah. I think that's a big thing, but I don't know. It don't needs know. a whole revamp. It just needs a whole revamp. Like change the point structure. Yep. I think we even change the racing. I well, think- race one and race two. And, and I remember you saying this the other day. So who fucking knows what's going on? It, like the endurance races, it used to be 500 race. Now yeah. it's two 250 yeah, races. Yeah, nah, like, get rid of that. They've got qualifying sessions on the Saturday. They've got qualifying sessions on the Sunday. Like that's what we like about... Bathurst, because there's one big race. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a big good lead up to the one big race. Yeah. And that goes back to my point about sprint races on MotoGP. How, I don't know, I feel like it hasn't, it's lost a bit of the build up. But there was another point I that came out this week. Um, a big company in South Australia has put a bid towards buying the V8 supercars. Oh, really? Okay. So they own, I don't know if the. They own, a, I think, an energy company or, or they own a lot of petrol stations and things. So okay. they've just sold a business for $1.2 billion and um, and they want in. So that could be the thing that revamps the sport. Mm. Who knows? Something Hopefully. Like it needs something. It 100% needs something. But we were in a V8 pit this year at F1s. We got invited by mm. our friend Damo along with him to, to go into the um, Newland Garage, which was awesome. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Amazing experience. And the cars looked fantastic. They were, you know, we... it was, And that was a bit of a interesting going there because it wasn't as advanced as probably what we thought. Like it was a, a small team, two yeah. cars, doing everything they can just to get them going, get them out. And, yeah. and they actually went really well on the weekend. Yeah. But there wasn't the F1 high tech bloody wall, like you know all the no, data on the wall. Not. Like yeah. it was, and I think that's what people really like. Yeah, about I don't, you don't. Yeah, you don't need that. It can no. be raw. Yeah, it can be raw. Yeah, it can definitely be raw. I think yeah. you just need to see personalities. Like yeah. you know, harder V8s when Marcus Ambrose and Greg Murphy were almost at like the punch on at Bathurst. Yeah. It's massive. You need those personalities in there, mm. and you need a rivalry. I guess you just need that rivalry, mm. and it needs to for Aussies and for Aussies a take i think aussie fans they cling on the people that they can relate to yeah i daniel ricardo he's just like a normal bloke yeah you know everyone likes him because he's just a normal fella um you gotta yeah you, you have to be relatable and i don't think v8s is that at the moment yeah 100 percent. and get it on the free to wear so we touched on IndyCar before. Did you have some more things you want to talk about? Yeah, watch the IndyCar series over the weekend. Um, or, yeah, I should say this morning. <laughs> I yeah. watched the replay in Stan. I think it was on about 2.30 this morning. Uh, oh, there you go. And it was a crossover with the NASCAR. So it was... What do you think of the crowds? Look look down. It was it was down. It's like Indianapolis, Yeah, NASCAR and Indy. Indy in the one weekend, yeah. Which I'm never, I didn't even know they did that to be honest. Yeah, had no idea. Uh, which is a cool concept, really. Great concept. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the crowds didn't look too flush on the tally. The stands, admittedly, could fit so many people in, so it wouldn't take much for it to look empty. But yeah. it still didn't look full. 
Yeah. It didn't look like there was many people there. There was a few people on like the inside of the track, whatever. Yep. Um, but it wasn't, wasn't much going on. So they used to race the F1s there. Yeah. On that track. They weren't on the embankment though. Yeah, they were. No, the Indy cars. Really? Yeah. They cut in, they cut in before the embankment. Then they had like a little street circuit bit. Oh. And then it was like cut straight onto the straight. Oh. It was like a little chicane bit. Oh, wait. Yeah. So they went on the embankment. Because that caused that caused all the controversy back in 05. with the tires. Yeah, yeah, Michelin that was cool. tires. Yeah, that's a good throw it back. That uh, yeah, it is that one. Mm. So yeah, Scott Dixon won, which was cool. Um, he's been around for like twenty something years. Shit, you know, he was racing in like 03. You know what I'm saying. I wonder, as we we always talk about the Lawrence brothers, how they get no recognition. I wonder what kind of recognition he gets in uh, New Zealand. Yeah, true. I forgot he was that's Kiwi. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not much. Probably not much. Oh, but things know. like Ryan Briscoe, um, Will Power. Yeah, like they've they've had pretty good results over the last ten years. Yeah, they don't get don't get much shout down down in Oz. So no, they definitely. I remember hearing about Will Power actually growing up mm. on the news. Cool name. Yeah, great name. Will Power. Got right. none of it. <laughs> Yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I can't, bro. No, we're not going back to Dan's Republica therapy session, no, are we? No no. <laughs> no, no, we already did that before this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you oh missed your opportunity that one, Dan. You know what you're talking about. If you know, you know. Um, and then our boy Scotty McLaughlin eighth. Yep. Which is cool. Um, and willpower six. So it was interesting. Um, I've never really watched it before. They move around a lot, the cars, don't they? Yeah, they do on, dart around. On, it's a big field. Yeah. On board though, they're always on those on those road circuits, they're always they're fighting the car the whole time. Yeah, I did notice that actually. Yeah. They were fighting the car heaps. Um so it was good. It was something different to watch. It it'd be hard it must be the American market must be so hard to win over. Like they've oh, got sure. so much, you know, like IndyCar with NASCAR, then you've got the Formula One and then all their other sports. Like NFL, NBA, whatever it is, ice hockey, they love. Like, so trying to break into that, even with IndyCar. Mm. Like, it's Tough like, market. Yeah, like that Sunday afternoon or whatever it is, you know, there's only so much you can watch. And if you got NFL on at the same time or basketball, I don't know. I don't know how it all crosses over. I think one finishes and then one starts or whatever, but. You'd think so. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a hard market. But it was cool. Roman Grosjean was in there. Mm. Your boy, Tom, 18th. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think he did too well. To Where did the... So, the MotoGP went on that uh, went to Indianapolis as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. And they used that track that they must have used on the weekend because they wouldn't have gone up on the banking. They surely. didn't go on the bank, man. Yeah. I, it must be something similar to that. Yeah. From, from what I can remember and remember on the I bank. don't remember that. <laughs> so, 2015 they, is probably the last time they raced there because Coda was built was 2016 and after I think I remember I'm pretty sure Jeez, did Mark Marquez I'm sure Marquez raced there but then yeah, I remember him racing at Coda hmm. no, I don't reckon I reckon it might have been before that yeah I don't know or maybe 13 might have been no the last I have time. I have a memory I have a memory of Marquez racing there on a MotoGP bike for some weird reason yeah I remember that I, first, first race 2008 last race 2015 there you go. Most wins are 
Mark Marquez. Five. Oh, five. <laughs> yeah. Loves the American circuit. I think I might have a, a answer to why the crowds are probably down. Yeah. The Indy... Indy obviously have the Indy 500 in May. But two weeks before that, they actually have a race at the same track. They just call it something different. So this week, it was called the Vizen 200. I saw that. Yeah. So they've gone to the same track three times in one season. Mm. So obviously, everyone's going to go to the Indy 500. They've already probably gone early in the year to the other yeah. road course. I was course. wondering why they were calling it something weird. Yeah. I, was like, I thought it was just a sponsor thing or whatever it is. Oh, I think every, I mean, the Indy 500 still, it's, they're all about sponsors, this, the Yanks. You know what yeah. I did pick up on is it's so funny compared to the Formula 1 cars and Indy cars is the Formula 1 cars. There's obviously heaps of sponsors on it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of done neatly. Yeah. But the Indy car, there's like a millimeter of space. Yeah, yeah, fucking sponsor. sponsor on there. It's all slapped there. <laughs> it's yeah. so American. But I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's their way to so do American. it. But yeah, that's uh, that's my talk on Indy car. To be honest. Cool. Nice. Mm. Um. So Formula One, still quite everything's sort of quietening down a little bit. Obviously over the summer break, but got some trade rumors and some sponsor rumors for next year. All right on. So, we all know that obviously Alfa Romeo are pulling their sponsorship this year from the Sauber team. Yeah. Yep. Don't know what's going to happen with Sauber until 2026 because that's when Audi jump on board. So, that's probably a watch this space, James Shaw um, <laughs> thing. Um, but Haas is reportedly in talks with Alfa Romeo for next year as a new title sponsor. Oh, okay. So, Alfa Romeo, and they're actually similar colors anyway, but Alfa Romeo branded Haas which would be interesting as American team taking on a uh, Italian manufacturer as a sponsor. As a sponsor, yeah. yeah. But I think Alfa Romeo, I mean, popular everywhere in the world. I'm, I'm assuming it would be popular in the States. So, might be a good good match. Rumors at this stage. Uh, Hamilton, Mercedes still haven't come to an agreement on a contract. I have heard no that. Yeah. So, rumors, rumors are building. Charles and Lando would be great replacements, I reckon. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if they've been in contact with any of them, but apparently Charles has come out and said that He'd, he'd definitely take a Mercedes seat. Ferrari have come out and said they they want to offer Charles a big extension to the contract of 2026. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. Lando still has two two and a half years to run on his McLaren contract, so I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. And that's that's their boy as well. Yeah, that's a poster that's boy. Who they're on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mick Schumacher, possible replacement for uh, Logan Sargent. I did see that. So. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. I did see somewhere about Hamilton looking to go on for like another five years. I don't know if I was just... God, no. (laughs) Hang him up. It's going to be like, um, for me, um, for some weird reason, I enjoyed watching MotoGP when Marquez was winning because I wanted him to lose. Oh, yeah. You love hurting yourself. I know. Maybe it's like BDSM or something like that. it's (laughs) It's something in my psyche that goes like, now Verstappen's winning and I've loved him so for so long. Now I'm like, oh fuck, it's boring to watch. Yeah. 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 It's that's such a you thing. It, yeah, it is such a me thing. So I don't imagine how it is for other people watching the F1 if I think it's quite getting a little bit too <laughs> long in the tooth. Long in the tooth, as they say. <laughs> as they say. So yeah, not much not much on the F1 front, but obviously summer break, we'll have some huge news and stories coming in closer to the first race back. So What is the first race back? What track? Uh, Zandvoort. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It is too. Deutschland. Pencil Max in. Dutch. <laughs> Pencil Max in. Yeah. 
Well, it's a very unusual track. He's absolutely dominated there, though. Absolutely dominated there. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's always a good. It's always a good one to watch. Yeah, because the obviously the orange. Yeah, army. it's amazing. It's nuts. And um, I remember, I think Lando got a podium last year, and he goes, "Oh, it's nice that everyone's come out and supporting the um, <laughs> papaya team," yeah. which I thought was funny. So yeah, we'll see. But over the next few weeks, we're not going to have a lot of F one chat um, because we can't just talk about the same thing all the time. So just hang tough for the for the F one fans watching. That's it. Might learn some things about Indy. Might learn some things about. The controversies of VH might learn some things about even MotoGP. We've got a lot of people who have started to watch the MotoGP now mm. who are F1 fans because they've been listening to the pod and they've enjoyed our insight. So nice. We might even get them on some Superbike trainers. Well. <laughs> yeah, don't want to overdo it. But <laughs> one step at it's a time. for thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. On that note, is any news out of the Superbike camps? Nah, not a lot. Not really. Nothing yep. major. Gotcha. So. Standard. All right, move along. (laughs) Standard. (laughs) Move on. All right. Uh, MotoGP. Uh, uh, Look, there's heaps of rumors going on. To be honest, Um, anything going to stick though? Is there anything that looks? Don't know about your uh, Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez to Grassini's looking less likely. Yeah, but I'm still hail Mary might happen. I don't think so. No, I can't see it happening. That's fine. No, it's not going to happen. Well, one of them signed. So I was halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) I'd call that a win in my book. (laughs) Half the crystal ball. (laughs) Yeah, you're crazy. Um, There is one thing, I guess, of supers is Bautista is going to race in Sepang as a wild card. Uh, Yeah, coming to MotoGP. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. And I can't wait to see how he actually does. I think he'll do okay. What do you think? I reckon he's going to do a top 10. I think he's a lot more mature than when when he was already in GP. Yeah. Albeit he didn't have the greatest bike. Yeah. But I think now he's learnt a lot more about his riding style and, and how to go about winning races and yeah. being consistent. So I think, yeah, I think top 10 is probably a good shout, especially on that bike. I'm so excited Man. for that. And it's, added, it's going to add an extra dynamic to that race. Yeah. So yeah. going the other direction, imagine if a MotoGP bike, MotoGP rider... Wild card on a superbike. Well, they, Simoncelli did it. Simoncelli. Yeah. He won, didn't he? Oh, uh, podium, podium in Imola. But, and I'll bet you that was probably one of the most watched races in superbike history. I got like oh. 18 people watching Get that, that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went from 18 to 36. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jimmy, fucking encouraging me. I'm going to prod him. I know. Sorry, Dan. No, no, no. It's all, it's all. Legend. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> But yeah, he was. Um, he almost won race one, but stacked out. He dropped his bike. Uh, he was on okay. the Aprilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember is, that. Is that a? Is that? There's got to be something in contract. The contracts is probably the big thing. So if he goes on a superbike and then bins it, and then can't race in the MotoGP team, that's got to be a big thing as well. Yeah, I don't There'd know be how it works. It. I think he might have been two fifties at the time. He when was. He went he, yeah, he was two fifties because he was on Aprilia. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I couldn't imagine if Bautista come and race at Sepang and then crashed and then couldn't complete his... I think they might be done by then. Yeah. Or, or something like that. That's why he's allowed to do yeah, it. Yeah, probably have the title wrapped there's up gotta by be, then There's well, got to anyway. be something in the contract that yeah. says that because it's just too dangerous. There's only uh, four more rounds of Supers left or something. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, not many. So yeah, you won't have to hear me talk about it after that. <clears throat> they seem to be racing every second weekend though. Like it seems pretty consistent. How many races are, are there for a year? 
Um, gee, that's a good was question. There, would, there be, would there be 15? Around that. Maybe the season's a bit more like compacted. It is, yeah. Because yeah. MotoGP starts pretty... March? March, March all the way to November. November, yeah. Because it's always like a three-week break till Valencia usually. And remember, Supers has two full-length races. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, a sprint yeah. race. And a sprint race. So it is yeah, it's a lot packs. of racing. I mean, as you said, it's for the races. Yeah. Just a, we touched on Grassini before. They've signed with Ducati till twenty twenty five as well. Yeah, which was um, which is interesting because obviously, who knows what what's going to happen with VR forty six if they're going to stay with the Ducat- Ducatis or not. Yeah, what's going to go? What what is happening with that? I heard rumors twenty twenty five switch to Yamaha. Yeah. I think it'll happen. I think yeah. it's. I think. I think you're right, yeah. and I think, I think it it, it makes sense. It does make a lot of sense, yeah. especially now with the way the market's playing out. When you look at it with Bezeki, he's now been given a deadline as well mm. by the bosses at Ducati to go, well, basically choose Valentino or choose a full-fledged yeah. factory bike. It's your decision. Is that the is that the ultimatum? That's the ultimatum. If you choose a Primac, because then he's going to end up 100%. on a Yamaha anyway. 100%. Mm. So, but I think the way it's all panning out, it'd be silly for Mooney not to go to... Uh, run a Yamaha it need, they need to do it it would be good for the sport anyway it will be amazing for the sport yeah. and it's Rossi back on Yamaha yeah because now he what a couple of months ago he signed on as their ambassador ambassador yeah. so it, it's all playing out perfectly. you know what I'm excited for next year Primac Bezeki and Martin together mm. on the same bike are they going to be on the same bike both yeah. factory yeah, bikes both yeah. factory so bikes four factory bikes yeah yep. have they they, can, they must limit you're only allowed four factory bikes Per team, I per manufacturer, so. yeah, I there must yeah. be a rule behind that. Otherwise, they'd give all six of them factory bikes. You'd assume if they could afford they it. Could, yeah, that's the other thing. If they can afford it, Ducati. No, well, it's it's back to then like Grassini or LCR mm. Racing. If they got the funds, oh, they got to spend they buy the money the bike on the bike. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Gotcha. Good point. Yeah. So that's where that comes into play. Mm. And speaking of factory bikes KDM are still pushing yeah. for another team so that's fact yep and they're, they're in talks with Dorna okay just about once a week once yep. a week they they want at least one bike so a brand new team you're saying well just a bike so either they put a third bike into a team right but they would like a new team they would like a new team so have run like a Husky or something yeah yep. and then either have a dedicated one for Pedro Acosta so like mm. Rossi had with that Honda when he first came into 500s. It's massive if that happens, eh? Yeah. So. But why wouldn't Dorna want another? Like, more bikes on the grid I makes know, more sense. I know. Get, I know. Like, it looks so, the, it just would be so much healthier for the sport. So they said they would prefer, I believe what I've read is they prefer to have one bike just for Pedro. Yeah. But if they want to have two, they'll have two bikes. So KDM. But who would be their second rider? Marquez. Take Marquez out of it. You reckon? Uh, I reckon Paul Spargo would go across. Yeah, but he's still going to have a vacant seat somewhere. Drop Miller down, and then Marquez will go across to Red Bull. KDM. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying without... If so, Marquez didn't want to go, who would you put in there? Or if he didn't want to leave Honda? Yeah. Well, you, no, no, but I'm you saying... You can't answer if he but, wants to leave Honda. No, but Marquez is still a year on his contract. Are you saying to me, if KDM got two bikes, Marquez is gone? Yeah. yeah 100%. Okay. And Honda said they'll let him go. Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. 
They said we don't want someone here that's fucked. So that's that's happening then. Surely Dawn are going to do this. Like, how, imagine seeing the young Spanish kid with the fucking old foe on a new fucking mm. team in KDM. How mint that will be, bro. Massive. Like, is that are they? And remember, too much paella or what? Like, <laughs> come on, Miguel. Seventeen bucks at Philip Island on that paella. Well, Miguel's going to be there making his own paella, so it's going to be a bit of a who's who's got the best one this year. So it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> We'll have to do a on the food uh, TikTok Republic. We'll have to do a comparison. Um, so yeah, I did. I did call that. I've done a T Shavs, and I did call. Yeah, yeah, I did call them both in the same team. How many? Yeah. how many months ago? And I'll, I've been copping flack off you two for the past. Yeah, he read it in. The, he read it in the news. Repeated on the podcast. Yeah, so no, I was in. I was in the pit lane. Like actually, just listening in on conversations. Well, man, that's just going to inject so much excitement into the sport if that happens. Man, yeah, if you have uh, yeah, Marquez and the Costa. All right, answer me this. Who goes to Repsol then? They need a rider. Because you kind of... Would you just leave Mir and... You'd have Mir? Oh, fucking... You, who's going to want to go? Lekawona. That would probably be the ticket. Yeah. But that's a, that is a, weak, a weak team. <laughs> It but is though. You world got no champions. choice. You got no choice. Who wants to go there? No one cha- want to go. A world champion with a big asterisk next to it. That's fair. Mm. Like Richmond's 20, uh, 20 cha- no, uh, no, premiership. No, no, don't don't though, say that, mate. Just same you, thing. You, COVID years don't you, count. You concentrate on the winning a final, mate. <laughs> Not going to do it this year either. <laughs> no, it's a battle of who's going to finish thirteenth between our teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Forty Republica. Forty Republica. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started. Um, oh man, I can't stop thinking about that. How good that will be with Costa Marquez. Remember, I put my shares in. I've put my order in for Husky, for Husky merch. Husky merch. Yeah. Well, yeah, watch this space. You'll be waiting for it, I think. <laughs> so you don't think this is going to happen? I don't think. Well, I don't think Marquez would go to Husqvarna. I think, like I said, it would be a matter of like Paul Spargo getting booted across there. And then you reckon that dropped Miller? I'm pretty sure he's come out and said though he doesn't care what yeah, yeah what I colors. understand he doesn't care what colors he's in but fuck like or do you think KDM would KDM rather him? KDM would rather him on their. F- you really think KDM would rather see a Husqvarna win a championship? Let's be realistic here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? Pip Byron, he's not going to I don't want to see a white and blue with a bit of fluorescent. But Marquez is win. not Marquez. If he Max goes, team. if he goes to KDM yeah. next year, he will not win a championship. Mark my words. Who? Pardon what? The pun. What? If Mark Marquez goes to KDM next year, he will not win a championship. Mark my words. I don't think he would either. But he's he they would rather it. it on the KDM if he were to do it. Yeah. That's a crazy statement, though. How many people would have said that when Rossi went to Yamaha? Mm. Uh, different Rossi's different kettle of fish don't even compare the two it was yeah talk and cheese mate let's let's talk fucking real I think he could I'm not saying it's gonna happen I'm telling you on their day equal machinery all fit Marquez is the best rider on the grid yes okay at the moment actually Dan and I had this conversation before at the start of the year my one two three for riders was Marquez Cordoraro Peco, but now I think it's Marquez, Peco, Quadraro. <laughs> it's still the best three. I still think Quadraro's third. Just dealt a really bad bike. <sighs> yeah. And, Bezek- and, and Bezeki right on him and fourth. 
No, see, I'd put or Martin. Or Martin, yeah. Fuck. It's close, isn't and it? And I'd probably put Binder in front of Bez. Really? Well. Yeah. Bez is on an old bike. Yeah, but... I don't know. Maybe it's a soft spot for Binder. But I've always thought he's extremely talented. You're talking raw talent. Raw talent. Day. Raw talent on their day. Yeah, Equal you're right. Bike. But raw talent, Binder's the rawest of talents yeah. going around. That's true. He's he's Mr. Sunday. Yeah. He's Mr. Sunday. But he's Binder is similar. Like Rossi used to never qualify that well. I bet you. Yeah, he also never qualified that bad either. I'm, what I'm yeah, saying is. Yeah, he was always like middle or second row. His pole to win ratio would be so off cue. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where you look at someone like Quattararo, he can he would only win when he he would he would get pole and win, and that's yeah. so many different factors as well. That's aero now that's come into it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he was course. he was Mr. Pole. Yeah, at one stage, remember his one lap pace always had it at the end. But I feel like all the greats didn't. How good is it in MotoGP qualify, when like they think it's over? Yeah, at the end of the qualifying, like, oh yeah, they like pack it, it up, boom. and then like, and then boom, like Zarco's yeah. gone three tenths quicker yeah, on the, yeah, on yeah. the oh. like he just passed. Like that's the best thing about MotoGP qualifying. You've said this before, but they've got the weekend down pat, and I you poo poo now sprint races, but every every session is exciting. Oh, I prefer it last year, hundred percent. It's interesting. No, because it was already exciting. That's the thing. It's it, how exciting was like? Are they fought to get into Q one and they had qualified? But they still got that plus a sprint race. Yeah, yeah, but now it's a bit like it's turning into like oh, I'm watching am I are they actually qualifying for this? Like it's just too confusing. Practice two is not practice two; it's actually practice three. Okay, keep going. Like it's turning the V eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll turn like you get one thousand two hundred points for a win <laughs> and seventeen thousand points for a fucking fastest lap. <laughs> Why do they do that in V8? It's, it's so crazy. Oh, you won the championship with three and a half thousand points. Like, so, seriously, make it 25 points for a yeah. week. Yeah, just make it simple. Like, yeah. talk about confusing the fans. I mean, normally V8 fans aren't bloody rocket scientists either. And they're normally, you know... They're blue collar... Eight, eight JDs deep. Yeah, they're blue collar <laughs> bloody hard working fellas. Just want to hear some bloody, you know, eight cylinders running around, so... <laughs> oh, how, do you fucking, how do you follow that, you know? Oh, you it's can't. Tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, speaking of uh, JD, eBay is looking <laughs> to be the new title sponsor of VR46. Yeah, because <laughs> it's actually really prominent, their sponsorship on their bikes. Yeah. On the leather, I think. Is that yeah. new though? Or has that yeah, been there yeah. all year? No, it nah. just came in. A I reckon yeah, it came I in like, so. I reckon it came in like a couple of races. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be cool. An eBay VR46 bike. Mm. So Mooney will still be a co-sponsor, but it's got something to do with their previous owner or yeah whatever leaving to yeah Kagani so what does Mooney do I wouldn't even know Cam Mooney forward for Geelong Cats <laughs> yeah probably is got knocked out in fucking boxing by um ex uh, Bell Chambers Tom Bell Chambers yeah I was there yeah. for that well, yeah yeah it was actually he usually get around yeah, god yeah, if, if, if anyone doesn't know Dan he he does everything yeah not good, not good at anything I'll be like hey Dan what are you doing on the weekend oh nothing mate and he's bloody out Tractoring a bloody farm up at Heathcote or something. Yeah, he sends me a message last yeah. night, like eleven thirty, like pulled a CR five hundred apart. Yeah, <laughs> you were at a race meet yesterday. You yeah, mates race meet. Support, support me, mate. Shout out James. He came third in the novice race and first, hey. first overall. For oh, nice. Well done, James. Five hundreds awesome. or something. So, shout out Burgies. Good work. Let us know if you need some sponsorship, mate. We'll slap a sticker on the. <laughs> <side of Justin. laughs> he has this. He actually won. Give best, me five bucks. <laughs> a sticker. He won best presented bike. 
Really? That's yeah. cool. So he's That's only cool. KDM 390 and it's a it's actually really sick. I went to help him like put all this vinyl wrap on it. Oh, he ripped stuff. the side like that I did. He ripped it off. Uh, <laughs> it was real shit. But that's a good looking bike. <laughs> what waterproof stickers we've got as well. So they're high quality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think he needs to uh, get them on there. Yeah. Well, you add like an extra five horsepower for each sticker. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's the aerodynamics around it and stuff because yeah. the waterproofness. <laughs> That's uh, we'll go into depth on our engineering podcast. Yeah, about that yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurts me. Sorry, I got to go off topic. MotoGP news. That's all I really got. And then cool. um, Zarco reportedly, uh, I think you said. His uh, managers contacted LCR and... Yeah, yeah. so that's how that came Big payday. Yeah, so you were saying that... One of you guys was saying yeah. about the payday, sorry. Um, but yeah, Zarko's manager approached LCR um, and then one of you guys touched on him being offered like mega money Double. to go across. Double. Well, there you go. From Pramac. That's yeah. massive. But L- LCR... Luca Cecchinello, obviously. Who's who's? What's their major sponsor? Do they have a major sponsor? Uh, uh, Givy. Is it Givy? It changes between races. It's right. Givy and then Castrol for oh, a few. I love That's it. right, Castrol. Yeah. yeah. That Castrol. And then obviously the, the um, uh, the, <laughs> what's the Japanese sponsorship for. Let it let it try. Ichi Mia. <laughs> Inamitsu. Inamitsu Honda. Sorry, uh, our boy Takanaka Gami. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so they run the Japanese sponsor, yeah, and that, I bet you that sponsor would be like there has to be a Japanese, yeah, on yeah, their bike. and they would probably get a min- amount of money from that. They do. There's a kickback on that. Yeah, 100%. but it's a wasted seat. We say we say this every episode. It's almost like a paid seat. It is. So like if with F1 paid drivers, it's a similar concept. Yeah, and I think that cast has to be the only one in GP, surely. Um, besides. Yeah. Besides, it's not paid, but besides VR forty six, you'd be Italian. But that's yeah, that's really different. Yeah. Same but different. Yeah, in the academy. Yeah, have to be in the academy. Well, you don't or have to be, but I mean, every rider has been, obviously. Yeah, it'd be silly not to have an academy rider in there. Yeah, it's what this. it's for. It's yeah. to get the the young guys in. I reckon Repsol would almost want a Spanish rider in there, but they've already got Mia. I'm just saying, if they didn't, like, that would oh, be a part yeah. of their contract. But it's so easy to get a good Spanish rider, so... Yeah, exactly. Well, especially now that we're starting to see the resurgence of the Spanish... They're dominating. Riders, they're really dominating yeah. everything else. Like, all right, let's... Hypothetical, Marquez moves on, right? I wouldn't be surprised if um, Repsol approached someone like an Alonso Lopez. Yeah, that's a great point. You know what I mean? Like, or I highly doubt Kinnett, but... You know, if they if they did approach someone like that, and yeah, go, you know what, fuck it, we, we got the seat, no one wants it, come on, like, yeah, that's a great. I would go, I would go an Alonso Lopez over an Ica Lekawena. Yeah, hundred percent, I would too. I think Aaron Kinnan has to get a chance. I think he's got real talent yeah. and speed. He's just a bright. He's just mate. unlucky. Yeah, he's just got that missing that missing X factor we always talk about. But it's not like yeah. he's losing by. It's like a battle. It's always, if he's second, it's like three seconds back. Mm. Yeah. You know, someone will just pull away in the last six laps and yeah. he just can't keep up. Look, he's been a lot better this year. Last year, he got into those situations and would either bin it or make a mistake and cost himself positions. Do you remember in Moto3 at Jerez, he, 
It must have been. I remember you were watching it because it oh. pissed you off so much. He skittled half the field, so going down the back straight. Back straight. He took this ridiculous inside line, it like he was been four like wide or something. Twenty eighteen or something. Yeah, and he and I always hated him since this. And he oh, he breaked way too late. <laughs> it was a, he he, <laughs> he goes he goes. Oh, I'll just dip it in, dips it in, bang four, <laughs> just bang like like um, dominoes. Skittled, but it was the most ridiculous. I think he got a week. You got a race he, ban or he, something? No, that. maybe back well, two, of the grid. Two long lap. No, there wasn't long laps back then. It was. I got the back of the grid. We'll clip that in. Aaron Kinnett, um Aaron Kinnett uh, dive bomb. Dive bomb up the inside. Yeah, that, that was. was um, I actually talked about it for years after that. Yeah, I you hated did. It, but you I did. finally. You come around. Come around to him. Um, oh, but, I can't stand that wooden bow tie he wears. Yeah, does right. He, does he still uh, wear it? Yeah, I think so. Fuck. He's had such a curse doing that. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, you got to break if you if you keep finishing second or something like that. You got to break traditions. You got to change things. And riders are so suspicious. Super, super, yeah. super superstitious. Suspicious. <laughs> Maybe they are suspicious. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> uh, superstitious. They are. But yeah, that's all I've got for GP anyway. Cool. I just got a little thing on. Um, what about R- you, Raúl Fernandez? Raúl Fernandez. Yeah. So he's got like um an option for another two-year contract after he's expires with Aprilia or with RNF, yeah. whoever they decide to be with afterwards. So that's an interesting one. I don't know how long they'll keep him around. Mm. He hasn't really done much. Like second year in, you know, he hasn't hit his straps like say like a Bastianini did. And, in his and he's not happy. Year. Yeah, he's not. He's messing up heaps. And I think he said he would. He wouldn't mind going back to Moto Two. So that's a f- smart move. It's a dangerous move, but but man, Ruby yeah. Gardner should all be on that on that sheet. I reckon should be. Yeah, yeah, but um, they're always going to pick the they're, European. They're gonna, yeah, yeah. Again, it's Europe. a conspiracy. But I think you know when that Moto Two year when obviously um, Fernandez and and Remy Gardner had their battle. I think Fernandez was probably the looking back at it maybe the better rider for that year. He yeah, was he just, a faster he was. rider. He just made some silly mistakes, just dumb mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I Gura style. No, was it Iguera? I don't think uh, anyone can do an Iguera. Nah, style. that was full on. That but was yeah, the pang as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, fuck. That's a great. That's always a good race weekend. To it pain. is. There's yeah. always something that's thrown up closer to the championship. Yeah. I missed that track for F1. It used to be an awesome track. I uh, don't go there. Don't, nah. don't, do they? Wasn't that built for F1? Isn't that why they it's built definitely it? Definitely an F1 track. Like yeah. if you compare F1 tracks to MotoGP tracks, it's definitely an F1 track. It works for GP though. It does. That last corner, how's the different lines they take? Yeah. Remember they resurfaced the last corner and they were taking the wide line, yeah. some were taking the inside line. That's a fucking That's great nuts. call. Yeah. That's a great call. It's a very wide track. Yeah. You'll notice is. a lot of MotoGP tracks are quite narrow, narrow compared to that. And then yeah. we look at the wide tracks more for F1. Yeah. It, it does deliver great racing though. Um, yeah. Underrated track. Yeah. Actually. For the bike. For the world. bikes, yeah. It's long. Yeah, like yeah, it's well a two minute, yeah, two, two minute, minute lap or one fifty eight. Yeah, I think the Moto three bikes would probably do two thirty laps. They do like a two fifteen. Yeah, right. There you go. Like Moto two is like a two oh eight. GP is like a one fifty eight or something. Yeah, because they just get so much extra speed down those straight. Those mm. two straights. Yeah, there's certain parts on the track. I don't know if the twos are quicker or they can carry more speed through certain parts. Yeah, being a, a smaller and lighter bike. Mm. There's a there's a corner. It's a it's a nearly a flat out left hander before the back straight. Yeah, awesome corner. That's, a good that's probably where the Moto Two bikes would be faster. Yeah, I would say because yeah. then it, and then it's a direction change to the right. You got to run it out wide, get into the inside Straight of the in. apex. Yeah. yeah, 
I learned a lot of my writing skills from the people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Is that where you found the limit of your Tuono? Yeah, so Tuono's gone. <laughs> Sold to Tuono. So, on the hunt for a new bike. So, I don't know what I'm going to go for. I might stick with driving my car for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> get it dirty, mate. Yeah, yeah, get a dirt bike. Yeah, we need to do something. Imagine getting a dirt bike and then, yeah, redoing all the... Um, sticky kit Motorsport Republica That'd be sick If anyone's like us Any potential sponsors Like Gas Gas KDM Some of that Listen out Just three a, yeah, Just three, three, three 350s yeah. That's fine That's all we yeah. need That's yeah. all we need You keep it stock we'll, we'll do the suspension ourselves And all that Don't worry about it And we're also looking for A beer sponsor While we're at it That'd be good <laughs> Any local breweries Want to yeah. sponsor yeah. Just All we ask for is one slab a week That's it One slab a week It's going to cost you $50 We'll get it, give you a shout out We'll probably send you this video. Um, one, one, we'll have your can sitting there. So one slab, that's it. Hey, it's all not- asshole. We'll come and pick the slab up. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. you never know if you ne- if you don't ask. Hey, exactly right. Will you pick the slab up though? I don't know. If I'll oh, we'll send, send you an Uber. We'll send a Diamond Creek. We'll send an Uber driver to pick it up. You can bring it over. Oh, maybe just send it. My fifteen bucks a send. It'll be fine. <laughs> We'll pay the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Now, Dan, I want to hear this. I've been waiting all night for this. Right. I want a throwback. I've been waiting all week for this. Yeah. Dan's throwback, everyone. All right. So play the play the jingle. Play the jingle. <laughs> Dan's throwback. So my throwback is a bit of a different one. It's the '96 Haref uh, Grand Prix. I will throw it up on the screen. Um, so I was not born so I didn't watch it live we were one uh, there you go mm. do you guys remember it vividly uh, <laughs> no I was yeah one or two paint the picture for us uh, so I've probably touched on it before I'm a massive Mick Dawn fan yep oh, I should uh, have brought the boot in oh, I knew I left something I actually had it out too oh. anyways Fill the, fill the listeners in What's, what are you talking about so yeah about? so we've, I've got a signed Mick Dawn boot at home that I keep forgetting to bring to oh the, that's right James to the, tried to get his to thing signed and didn't get yeah, it Yeah, James got barred. <laughs> <laughs> we've, already got, we've already got that video clipped, I reckon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so a massive Mick Dawn fan. Um, going through and watching some pretty iconic races of his. And so, yeah, like I said, 96 Hareth. Um, Talk about a MotoGP track. Oh, man. To, to a T. Now, if I don't know if it'll show it in this clip, but you should see the crowd here. They are on top. Like, when yeah, I tell you, yeah. on top of the hill, it is fucking unreal yeah i think i think it's my favorite i actually think it's my favorite motor gp track after watching more and more videos and more races yeah. and really paying attention to it it is an unreal track it is amazing putting the crowd and the track into it i think philip island's a bit of track but i think putting the crowd in it the history of it it's hareth is is the biggest weekend one of the biggest weekends the of the first year. of the flyaways yeah yeah it's always you know, good for thing. that like yeah the, ro- where- the cream rises to the top usually yes as james would say um, so yeah, so an awesome battle anyway throughout uh, a lot of the race uh, between Cuvier, Dylan, uh, Luca Tadalora as well. So this is the last two laps. Okay, so Man, what's what's so happened good. from what's happened from the start till now? Any major incidents? So there was there was a couple like so Dylan's chasing. So Dylan's chasing. Um, there was a good battle between him and Tadalora. They touched a little God, bit. God, the bikes look good, don't they? Yeah. Nothing diff- like nothing How good is the one look on that bike? Oh, don't even get started. The Repsole, best looking Repsole. That's the best Repsole with yeah. that, like, Why is Louis it? Green. It just looks so good. There's, it was, like, meaty at the front. Like, yeah. 
That's tr real prototypes. Yeah. And like you can see Crivier like on some laps coming out of corners. This thing's almost like trying to buck him yeah. off. And so they're teammates. So there's so yeah. how's this? There's four Repsol Hondas that year. Uh, okay. So in that one stage on lap three or four, they were all yeah. Uh, three of them. They were the top three. So they're running two teams, or is it one big one, team? One big team. Really? So two garages, but. Even Yamaha had four bikes yeah. with the rainy... Oh, right. Uh, so that was sort of normal back then. Yeah. This is like the heyday look at the of four, Japanese. Look at the four, look at the four exhaust pipes. Right, it's it's mids. So it was, it was unreal. Crivier got out to a, a pretty big lead um, after he passed Catalora. Look at the different riding style yeah. doing. He's like sitting... Watch, 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 watch. Is that people on the track? Bro, have, have the track. watch this. This is fucking oh. nuts. How mad is that? <laughs> Look, they're in the sand track. Look how dangerous that is. What's going on? So, they've, so they've just invaded the track. So that's the third sector. This is going to the last yeah, sector yeah. now. Look. Look. Oh, my God. And it, it slowed Kubia up. It, was, it, it was did. It, 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 it cooked him. Yeah. And then the, be the best last best. corner. Oh. God, he doesn't even cover him, does he? Oh. So there's a little touch. Watch, 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 watch. And then oh, see you later. Oh, no. <laughs> But it is the it, it it could be one of the top three best last laps in Grand Prix. Unreal, right? So, um, yeah, Dylan punts Crivier. Well, doesn't punt him. He, he, he takes the line. Yeah, Crivier gave him the, the he gave room. him the room. Hundred percent, he gave him the room. I would have covered the inside. But it's, yeah, it's a five hundred just biting back if he's Did trying he? to get the power. So that was and that was the first time all race Jordan showed him his front wheel. Yeah. Wow. So last lap, last corner, unreal. Caparossi. Like the and this field was actually pretty stacked too. There were some real good riders. Pooge? Yep. Fuck. Yep. So um it's just an unreal race to watch. A lot of good um back and forth. Uh Akada and uh Catalora had a really good back and forth for a few laps. Daryl um, Beatty crashed out, your boy. Ah. So Be yeah, Beatty ran off. So what was Beatty on? Was he on a Lucky yeah, Strike? Lucky, Lucky strike. strike, yeah. So he had come back from a preseason injury. Yep. I believe this might have been one of the first races back for him. He'd come back, ran wide, stacked the next lap. Mm. Then a couple rounds later, he had another big stack and that ultimately ended his career. Yep. Um, but yeah, absolutely unreal. Um, like I said, Crivier got out to a massive lead and then doing just, yeah. you know, just kept pegging it back, kept pegging it back. Um, then it was just them two running at the front and Catalora came up and almost overtook Doohan again. Unreal, and I had to laugh because like the commentators were like, oh, you know, Duan's well respected around this part of yeah. Spain. You know, they're a big fan, da da da. And then he goes and does that to Crivier on the last lap. Um, and then, funny you saying that, um, when they were on the podium, they were all just chanting Crivier, and you couldn't even hear the Australian national anthem. No, nah. they were chanting over it, just going, uh, you know, just saying Crivier over and over and over. Even again. when he walked on, they were going. Yeah. But he was just laughing. Yeah, he was, he was just loving like, it. You know, come on, keep going, keep going. But it was crazy that's not in this clip. I'll try and find it for the video once it's done. They actually, obviously still on the track, they storm him through that last section as oh, he's coming yes, around the track. Yes, I saw that. So he's like... He went onto the grass. He has to go on the grass and like book it out of there because the fans were like running over to him trying to get him and shit. So Man, it's, it's amazing. You know, it was just absolutely unreal... And that's racing, like it's it's the ultimate. Yeah, but there was nothing unfair about that. that no, race. nothing at all. You would like, say that Rossi's move on um, 
Juvenile. Juvenile was worse than that. Oh, 100%. There's, yeah. there's worse moves almost every round yeah, these yeah, days yeah. than that. So he didn't get ridiculed or anything for that move. That wasn't... It's not known no, as him punching like, him off. No, it's just like the fans... The fans it, fucked... Fans fucked the, the well, that's, And that was the thing. Exactly right. Trivier was so fast through that last sector too. No. That's where he was pulling away from doing. That's yeah, exactly. He would have won that. If the what did Crivier do in his career? He won a title. He won a title. He did. Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, first Spanish rider to win a Premier Class title. I think you might be right. I'm How pretty did... sure he is. You no, know no, no. What... Um, Nieto won a five hundred. Oh, what was it back in the day? Like when Ago won his titles. No. Oh. Um, yeah, surprised I'll, it took I'll that long. Like we that. look at the Spanish domination now. I'm surprised it took so long for. Well, a... it was heavily American, like. Um, yeah, American, American Australian dominated. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just it was crazy, like you know, unreal. And then uh, Duel went on such a golden run after that. I've got it up here. He um, where is it? He won the next like three races after that. Mm. Then a second, another first. He basically was on the top two steps for the, all the races up until Australia where I'm pretty sure Crivier punted him off the track. Oh. A bit of payback and then Caparossi would come in and, and win. Oh, your boy. Yeah. Your boy. Um, <laughs> I think that was his first Pino would have been down there with the flag. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's actually cool. That actually would have been a cool race to go to for the because there's a lot of Italian Australians yeah. are into MotoGP. Would have been cool to see Caparossi win down there. Yeah, because actually that wasn't at Philibar. Eastern Creek, maybe Eastern Creek. Because uh, they went back to they went they went to Philibar and then back to Eastern Creek. Yeah, back to Philibar. Eastern Creek. Because Lindsay Fox um, bought the Philibar yeah. track and then redid it. I think '97 was uh, the first. I know race the back. government wanted it back. Yeah. Um. Fuck, that's crazy. And another thing I noticed as well was um, when Beatty went down, his bike was on fire. Yes. And they just had like a yellow flag and it was people on the track. They didn't know what to do. And then they were just all just still going 100% <laughs> yeah, fast. Crazy, like, there was no man. safety protocol. No, nothing. That's the best though. That's how it should be, honestly. So, and leading to that race, there was three different uh, winners in the first three rounds. Yeah, yeah, so that's was right. Like, you know, oh, Crivier's going to be the fourth winner. It's going to yeah. be an awesome season. Because um, I think Catalora won the opener in Malaysia. Doing one in, um, where did he win? I've got it up here again. There's actually a clip of Doing versus Crillier at the <laughs> at the in at the 1996 Australian MotoGP. There you go. So we'll have to clip that we'll, in. We'll clip it in. Mm. Um, but yeah, then Doing in Indonesia and then Abe in. Oh, Norafumi in Japan, who end up high siding that Hareth race. Um, pretty gnarly. Like man, even. Uh, Crivier's high side you can just see they, they go to tap the power on those things and they're I know. You know, and different beasts you, you can't yeah you got to res- obviously respect the throttle on those things because they will yeah if you're offline or just put the power on too much there's no traction control plus the there's, the safety the leathers boots oh. is nothing like how it is now it's just like a bit of leather over here where yeah. maybe they had a back protector I'm sure probably back then yeah they would have but nothing as good as now. No airbag technology. The nothing. helmets are nowhere near. When did airbags start coming in? <clears throat> uh, I think it was compulsory from 2013. I think you're. I think you're right. I think they had. Obviously, were testing it beforehand. 2007. Yeah. And yeah. Then 11. It became if you wanted it, and then I think 13 compulsory. Yeah. But it just like you said, it's crazy. They're just wearing like basically like those real old school just leathers, like right. with the Alpine style boots. Everyone wore yeah. Alps boots. Yeah, the gloves had no 
there was like just, knuckle protections. It was, was just, just padding, leather. like yeah. just leather gloves. I know. Um, you know, helmets were all just bowl shaped, like nothing like what we've got up there. Mm. You know, all the and no aero, no aero. But man, the bikes were just unreal. Yeah, and even like, you know, what freaked me out. <laughs> It was just the way that they, the riding style, like the way those guys rode. Yeah. How different it is to the way yeah. they ride these days. Yeah. Like it's, it's not super far off. They, if you look at it, probably they're really hanging off those bikes, but the top half of their bodies just ride and over. That's, it. And that's like a motocross style. Yeah. That's where it all comes from, like speedway and motocross, mm. where they are hanging off the, they're kind of hanging off the bike. You're turning left, you kind of lean right. That's right. Yeah. Like you look at, Mar- like you look at Martin's style now. He's got to be the furthest over. I know oh, his shoulders man. just to be out on on the, every corner, like yeah. almost. Like you might you might get the shoulder down once in a season back in the day. Now it's like, yeah, every corner for him. Well, yeah. the, the first person that really probably would have pioneered that style would have been Lorenzo. He probably would have been the closest, yeah, yeah. to getting his shoulder down. And then obviously guys like Marquez come in and definitely the yeah, the Spanish influence. It's a big influence now. Like mm. they're just dominating it, than they have been, but. They're obviously massive fans. Like, you can see it from back there. Yeah. And like I said, we'll try and clip it in. There was one piece of footage and there was just... There was not an empty spot of grass or there wasn't an yeah. empty seat line. Yeah. Just nuts back in the day, so... And that's just a heyday of how the turntables have turned. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the heyday of ja- Japan- Japanese riders. Mm. If you look yeah. at the field, there is a ton of Japanese riders through the whole 500s to 125s and manufacturers. It's really all Honda and Yamahas. You know, look, uh, top 10 is Honda and Yamaha. It's crazy, that isn't race. it? You crazy. Know. It was just unreal. And like I said, I couldn't believe there was four Repsol Hondas. Yeah. You know, there was four uh, Malbro, sorry, three Malbro, no, there was, sorry, four Malbro Roberts bikes. So, uh, Kenny Roberts was part of that. And so, oh, was yeah. Wayne Rainey. Mm. Roberts had three of the bikes, Rainey had one. Yeah. So, Caparossi was on the Rainey bike and then Kenny Roberts Jr., um, Norik Abe and John Michael Bale were on the Roberts bike. Crazy. Crazy Unreal. JMB, and you know uh, one thing about uh, Jean Michael Bale, JMB, JMB. So he raced 500 Grand Prix, but was also an AMA and World Motocross champion. So he transferred from motocross to then race. That's cool. How many in history that has done that? I don't know. It almost just be him. I don't. Be? I don't know. I we could be wrong, but I don't know anyone else that's done that. Different, different discipline, isn't it? So he he was a 1991 AMA 500cc national champion, plus the 91 in the same year, 250. So he won the 250s and the 500s in the same year. So that's like going on to winning a 250 and a 450 now. Mm. And then and then was the 88, 89, 125, and then 250cc world champion. It's just... And won the Supercross as well. 91 Supercross on the 250s. <laughs> and then went over to 500s. Because he could. Yeah, just because. Yeah. That dude must have some of the best Is he around still? Like, are they... I've never heard of him in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the new segment next week. Where are they now? Yeah, yeah maybe that's... That well, maybe we're supposed to start that this week, were we? Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn for, um, for the flashback next week. Next, next week, weekend, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be an F1 one. i got to put some F1 into it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. 
that was my little one. I thought it would be cool mm. to really throw it back, you know, pre. Yeah, nice. Like it. I love it. Like, seeing those people on a track is so cool. Yeah. yeah We've got to get there, boys. Uh, anything else, Jim? Well, yeah. Or Dan? Well, yeah. I was just going to say, speaking about uh, JMB and the all the uh, accolades in the uh, dirt Motocross. Category. How are we going with uh, the last Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Trying to wrap us up, this guy. <laughs> Still got uh, two more hours, people. <laughs> Get out of the house, boys. <laughs> um, alrighty. Motocross, Jet Lawrence. Uh, as you could probably imagine, he has won the, won the title Amazing. and gone one and one, 18 and 0. So. What a <laughs> when's the last time? Nuts. When's the last time that's happened? What's that? They've gone. Won, they've gone eighteen and zero. Uh, last time in history, it'd be Bubba Stewart back in late two thousands. Well, and Ricky Carmichael did it before him. It is just an incredible feat. Incredible feat. Like think of one mistake. Yeah. One off weekend. One off race because they have two races. Or, or a bike breaking down. Mechanical. Yeah. Puncher. Yep. Like it's just incredible. So, he made light work of him in the second moto. Um, again, Chase Sexton caught him, tried to pass him in the first moto, and then crashed. And then Dylan Ferrandis was actually second. It was actually catching him all the way to the end. Yep. He ran out of time. No joke. So, Is he just taking it easy, though? Yeah, probably to a degree. Jesus, he's 80% there. They're 105% because they keep know, crashing man. behind him. I know. It's, it's just to... To do what he's done. And he's won the world title and we heard anything about it. <laughs> oh, won the AMA title, I should say. I know, like... Ugh. And being undefeated in his rookie season. I'm so. telling you, I'm not a news watcher at all, but nothing on social media. Nothing on social media. Nothing. God, it's crazy. That's ridiculous. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, congratulations to Jet. An amazing, an amazing... But amazing you know what? Effort. I bet you, like... This is how crazy Australian media is. Like someone, obviously, it's big at the moment with the Matildas um, getting into the semi-finals. But someone would have like won like a table tennis championship in like Saigon or something, and that would be on the bloody yeah, sports yeah, show. 100%. Yeah, it's they look for these wacky stories. Like it's just, and we put a clip up about the Lawrence brothers. Oh no, sorry, the fitness of obviously the of the um, motocross riders. motocross boys. And man, we got did we get some you know comments yeah. likes. Like people are just dying to hear about it and dying to, to know what's going on. So yeah, they're exactly. being starved. Starved, hundred percent. I mean, even I, I don't think I would ever watch delayed. I can't watch delayed sports. Has to be live for me. Mm. Like when you, even when I watch a Formula One race, I have to wake up in the middle of the night watch it. I really find it hard. But even if they put on like a Friday night at like you know ten thirty with the replay of the race or something, like people would watch it. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, they like, would. Because it's cool to watch. Like and young kids would see it. Like man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, it's dangerous. It's different. Yes. Well, it's awesome. Well, congrats to, to Jet. That's an awesome feat. And, yeah, it's incredible. And we wish you all the best. Yeah. Because you don't seem to like you're looking like he's going to get close to losing. No. No, nah, no. I mean, man, barring injuries, I mean, yeah. there's not going to be that much technology changing in that in that sport. So No, nah, and he's nah, in his prime. Like, he's only young. He's only, he's only his first year in 450. Yeah, it's crazy. And that, he raced 450 for 10 years. That's the craziest part. Yeah. First year in. Yeah. I oh, know it's nuts. what a weapon. Um, and How did his brother go? Uh, went two and two and was overall winner. Older brother, by the way. Yeah, older brother. Yeah. Um, two and two overall winner. Um, Hayden Deegan, his main championship competitor, uh, had a 
mechanical. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, an absolute shocker of a weekend. The yammy couldn't cut it. The yammy couldn't cut it. <laughs> fucking goddamn YZs. So uh, good for good for Hunter. Um, I thought this was an interesting clip, just talking about his family and everything like that. Uh, once we get over these technical difficulties. Picture, we're talking about 22 points here now in the championship. How does that sound? Uh, I mean, it sucks. I was looking forward to it. You know, everyone was talking about all oh, the pressure, this, the pressure, that. Um, that's not pressure. I choose to do this. Pressure is when my family couldn't eat. And so, he uh, talks about pressure and so pressure time. when his family couldn't eat. But I actually watched a, um, a video they just released James Stewart interviewing uh, Hunter Jet and his dad and the sacrifices they had going over to Europe and the United States. And honestly, it's so hard for people, you know, like if, if you want to make it, you know, being in Australia or even being an American trying to get to Europe or vice versa, they were saying they had eight grand. I'm probably going to butcher some of this, but they had eight grand and they had to make it last as long as they could. So all they would eat is like tuna and breadsticks and then they'll know this that's cost 60 cents or a dollar and they have to just outlay it for as long as they can. They were saying like they can't even look at tuna ever again. Um, and then, you know, they're waiting for like a house to sell or something like that to get more money through or remortgage it or whatever it is. It's it's seriously just do or die, isn't it? Like you just have to you have to risk it all. But that's why these guys and those And they would have two two kids. Yeah. Imagine two kids. Yeah. The two bikes. Yeah. Two fucking tires every weekend. Like yeah. it would have been a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously yeah. it doesn't sound like they're that from like that affluent family. Yeah, well, that's so. right. But wow. So then that's why these these types of people win because they've got everything on their back. They don't have a get out clause. Yeah. So no. if just say you're you know, and I'm sure there's fast kids, obviously, that they've got super rich parents or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when they don't have a get out clause, like they put everything yeah. in. They make it work. Yeah. Man, that make makes that story even better, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Put on fucking Channel 10. <laughs> God. Well, res- respect to the Lawrence family in general. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's fucking mad. It's, and I love that. Like, uh, it's literally come r- from nothing. Come from, from across nothing. Across the world. Had to go to Europe and then to the I States. I bet you there would have been some dark days, man, for that man. family. For sure, just for the parents, just worrying financially on how they're going to do it. And to both, like that's it's crazy when you think about that. Like it's normally when that situation, one kid misses out. Yeah. So for them both to be up there, one obviously opposite dominating, the other one. So and the other one still won a Supercross title. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And about to win a motocross title. It just, I mean, pressure pressure makes diamonds, I suppose, doesn't it? So, yeah, that's exactly right. So. So. Yeah, good on them. That's great. It's great to see. Um, big, big fans. Man, it's awesome. Big ups mm. to the Lawrences. Fuck yeah! What a great, what a great way to finish. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yep, yep. Tips. Yeah, boys. Austria. Pretty quick. Pretty simple. Peko, Martin, Binder. That's a fucking good. That's good tips, mate. Um, I'm gonna back Martin in again. Man, that was that's my tip. I yeah. reckon Martin's gonna win. Uh, I'm gonna uh, Martin bags. Third's a fucking tricky one, man. Yeah, Binder. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna be boring, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think Martin's gonna win. I got a really I got a crystal ball feeling. It's going to be a big Martin weekend. Yeah, nice. Um, you reckon he'll do the double? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about sprint races and they, they actually don't... They don't correlate. They don't correlate. Nah. And how many... Like, at the start of the year, we're like, oh, fucking Bags won the sprint race at Austin, was it? And like... Or did he crash, maybe? But it was interesting. Like, I thought they were going to be a very similar result all year, but they're not. No. Uh, I'm going to go for Martin, Bags, and Oliveira. I had Oliveira That's a good shout. for the weekend. How's no. the Aprilia in a straight line? Mad. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I think Elaish will have a good weekend as well. So Don't need to dash him up. Yeah. He might get some confidence out of that, the old man. How many races? 350 Grand Prix is entered? Nah, heaps more now. Yeah? He won his on his 350th. Was he it did. 350th last year in Argentina that he That's won? That's right. Yeah, I knew it was 350. He's on 350, has he? Yeah, I know, but Moto 3, Moto 2. <laughs> bro, it's fucking Doesn't count, does Doesn't it? Doesn't count. That's fucking crazy. He'll be he'll be in Moto E next year. Yeah, yeah. He'll get his four hundredth race in Moto E. James will be like, oh, yeah, four hundred races. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't call the Moto, Moto E world champion world champion. So just Moto three, talk, Moto two. Talk about champions. not talking about not collating. So you're fucking crazy, crazy. Um, uh, the only problem with Austria now is that chicane. I'm over it. Oh, no, yeah, it's so it's it has it has ruined that track a little bit. But to play devil's advocate, you can understand why they've done it. Well, no one died. <laughs> no, but fucking hell, Rossi no, nearly right. got his fucking dead. <laughs> Man, that was fucked. That's the biggest crash oh, I think I've seen in MotoGP. I remember watching that live. Remember that whole weekend? It was COVID. Yeah. It was just like some crazy shit happened. I think... There was a big Moto2 crash yeah, that yes. weekend. Happy Sirene fell off. He lost it on the... again. He lost it on the first quarter. He was in the middle crying? of the track. Is that crying? <laughs> he lost it in the middle of the track and his block got hit. I know. It, really, right. it went up and over. Yes. Wasn't that Bastianini that crashed? Ooh, no, I don't think so. It was mid-pack. Bastianini wasn't... Uh, I reckon it was Bastianini. Oh, really? And then I think that that didn't that lost it, and then he's got didn't Vinales' brake fail as well? Yeah, and he jumped off the bike. He jumped off the bike. Like, it's all was, the same weekend. Or they yeah. had two weekends, didn't they? No, that yeah, they had two Austrian. Yeah, but, let's say it was all on the on the one weekend. Yeah, yeah but add a bit of mayo to it. But that 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 was the biggest crash I've seen. Was that one yeah. Rossi and Vinales and poof, <sighs> scary, scary. All right, well, thanks, boys, and bloody enjoyable as always. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See you in Austria. See you in Austria. See you later, Hausen. <laughs>